Welcome to the Champagne Way, a podcast devoted to living every day like a celebration. Welcome to the Champagne Way, episode 31. So... What's in our cups this week, Lindsay? All right. So I was at Kroger buying some baby food and happened to mosey down the wine champagne aisle. As you do. As as we all do I mean, that's, you know. It happens. So um, I'm going past like the wooden shelves that hold the nice expensive bottles. Ooh. I do like how they display it like that nowadays. I do too. (laughs) So I see uh, something sparkle out of the corner of my eye. And of course, I'm like, what? So it is a silver glitter sparkle bottle. Hmm. My eyes go straight to it. Of course. I mean, it's a beautiful bottle. Yes. It is called One Hope. It's a brute from California. And what's great about this is actually um, some of the proceeds go to a foundation. This bottle (laughs) funds healthy meals to help end hunger. And it says one in five children in the U.S. are unsure where their next meal is coming from. So you're saying we're drinking for a cause? Yes. <gasps> like a good cause? I love when that happens. I know. So do I. <laughs> it's great. So We should buy like 20 more bottles. <laughs> we should. We should. So uh, the tasting profile is tropical aromas, green apple, luscious pear, and luscious. refreshing bubbles. This is a delicious bottle of champagne. Uh, so yeah, it's a delicious bottle. It's a gorgeous glitter color and mm-hmm. it helps the cause. Yeah, I'm I'm sold. Um, so actually, how much was this bottle? It's going to range you between 35, 40 bucks. Oh, yep. I mean, I can taste the difference between mm-hmm. this and the cheaper stuff. This is it tastes it's it's smooth considering uh-huh. it's bubbly, you know, right. It's um, you definitely get the green apple flavor, the pear flavor. I think it's it's delicious. Yep. So what we're saying is you don't need any juice. Uh, for this bottle drink this one straight mm-hmm. not at all i kind of feel like it's the perfect level of sweetness if you don't like uh uh-huh. your champagne's too sweet that's it's perfect if you do like them a little sweet it's still perfect because you get the fruity 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 did i say fruity, fruity. fruity? <laughs> the fruity flavors fruity. from it um it's it's kind of perfect i love it right it's one of those bottles you can keep for a special occasion because it's just so pretty it is, it so is pretty. beautiful this is a keepsake bottle and that's the bottle's right like really nice heavy so if you drop it then um it's not gonna break easily uh do you have a story to tell i feel like this is personal experience (laughs) my husband and i were leaving the house today to get in the uber to come here to record and it dropped and i just knew it was gonna shatter nope it didn't it just kind of like bounced and was like plopped onto the concrete and an hour later we open it and it spewed everywhere (laughs) <laughs> that it did it so did. I'm, I'm glad it didn't break that's kind of amazing that it didn't break especially mm-hmm. on concrete yeah but i'm glad it didn't because it's delicious right yeah. um so we do drink lots of champagne so this is just going to be a sometimes bottle since it's in the higher price range mm-hmm. but i definitely think this is a definitely get again bottle Definitely. Definitely this is a lovely also a, bubbly. Lovely yes. bubbly. Absolutely. Definitely lovely bubbly approved. Yes. I definitely think so. And we will, um, we're going to post some pictures of it on our social media, Facebook and Instagram. Trust me, you're going to want to see how pretty this bottle is. Yes. It sparkles. Mm-hmm. So if you don't follow us yet, go follow us on Instagram and on Facebook at The Champagne Way. Yes. So Lindsay, 
Um, I was just scrolling through Facebook and Instagram the other day. And um, I saw that it seemed you were doing, how can I phrase this? You're doing a baby girl purge. Yes, I'm selling my baby. Okay. I'll buy her. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> She's mean. cute and adorable. No, I, mean, I mean, come on now. So I meant like a baby girl clothing purge. Oh, okay. Okay, that makes way more sense. Yes. Definitely more than a baby purge. Yeah. Which, it, with those purge movies, so it leads you down a whole different dark path. Well, I mean, that's what I, I, I was like, Lindsay. I know you love horror movies, so I was like, I don't know where we're going with this purge business. Yeah. No, then mean, you do sometimes call your baby a terrorist when she's teething. That's true. That's true. <laughs> you know, this baby's so good. Wait till the next one. It could be an actual baby purge. Oh, there okay. You go. Okay. <laughs> well, um, so, so you're getting rid of like a lot of her clothing and bows. Yeah, dare I they say? they grow so fast, and so I've have really nice stuff i have some stuff that has been handmade for her i've had handmade bows to match i've got the matilda jane the wildflower the mud pies so i'm just trying to figure out like to keep it to sell it what what are we gonna do right right so um i saw this and this is making me think of i don't know y'all if y'all have heard of her but marie Kondo. Oh, I've definitely heard of her. I've even watched the first episode on Netflix. And I've seen the book, uh, The Joy of Tidying Up or whatever, but I haven't ever read it because I, I've i got enough joy. I don't feel like cleaning would make me feel more joyous. <laughs> okay, okay, right. So in, in case y'all that are listening have not heard of this apparent phenomenon, uh, Marie Kondo, her brand is like a lifestyle brand inspiring people to choose joy and complete their tidying adventures. Which, I mean, I do kind of understand a little bit of it, especially when I, since watching the first episode, there are a lot of people who hold on to so many things. And yeah. I mean, I have a lot of stuff that I've, I've carried with me as I've moved from house to house mm-hmm. to house that um, I've moved a lot of stuff that I don't see all the time. And so it, I can understand the whole sense of like decluttering to feel better because when my house is a mess, it gives me anxiety when my house is clean it's wonderful. My husband is even worse about that because like when we go on vacation, he's stressing to make sure it's clean so that when we come back from a vacation, mm-hmm. we're relaxed. We're not stressed out because there's a mess. Oh, yeah. Exactly. So like I, I totally understand the method that she goes through. I think I'd have a lot of issue with getting rid of a lot of stuff. Right. So I, I totally agree. Um, I kind of when I first... I think she's had some books out for a while and I think just this Netflix show just came out a couple of months ago and that's what's kind of reinvigorated the whole her whole lifestyle brand and really introduced her to a whole new set of people. Yeah. Um and I I don't know for sure but um she's Japanese mm-hmm. and I think they might have smaller spaces to live. I think depending, yeah, where you live at, that's definitely a thing. I think it's uh, some of the cities is like, it's mm-hmm. like New York. You're living in a very small, small like, micro mm-hmm. studio apartment. Yeah, and- a- exactly. And so maybe her, the tidying up thing is really good um, for, for, you know, that. Um, but I think I watched a clip of her Netflix show and read an article that was basically, um, I think it was like about you should only have a certain number of books I knew that would, that's what would get you. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> I knew it. Yes. Dear everyone listening, um, I have uh, multiple bookshelves that are double stacked. Do, do you yeah. know how many books you have? No, I can tell you 
that the ratio of books that I own um, and the ratio of them that I've actually read is probably about 85% I haven't read mm-hmm. and 15% I have. This is because I go to used bookstores and buy books that I think I'll be interested in and put them on my bookshelves. And I'm like, I'm going to read those books one day. And that gives me joy, which is the whole, I guess, part of her tidying <laughs> mm-hmm. up thing. Does it give you joy to see them all the time? Yes, it does. Yeah. It does? I mm. also have a ton of books. I have actually read probably 90% of mine uh, before baby. Um, I listen to books now because I don't have time to read. <laughs> but um, so have you heard how she does the process of like purging? I, I mean, I think she like... Oh, no. Say, I, I, I know the, per- okay, the process. Okay, tell, tell us. Yeah. Tell us, Trina. So it's like, I think it's five steps. She has five categories, I believe. Okay. And so one of them, you're right, is books. Uh, I think most people start with the clothes, and that's where it automatically like stops them. So I actually watched a YouTube video on this the other day where someone talked about them like purging their stuff, and they tried to do it to their bedroom all in one day. Oh, no. It took them more than one day. I'm sure. <laughs> Long story short, there's no way any person could probably do this in one day, honestly. Well, she says but well, with clothes, you have to take every article of clothing that you own and put it all yes. in one room. Well, that's what, like, on the video, that's pretty much what they ended up getting done in one day yeah. was because that you take every piece of clothing from every like closet, drawer, under the bed, every laundry basket, everything, and you put it all on the center of the bed. It creates this gigantic mountain. I think that's honestly to make you realize how much stuff you have. Mm. I'm sorry. Are you naked? <laughs> you're you're wearing something. Okay. But like that's the only clothing uh, that you, in your house that should not be on the bed is what you're you wearing. You do you, just? <laughs> I mean, you could do that if you want to. <laughs> sort in the nude. Um, but you're supposed to then actually think about like, do you? does it bring you joy? When's the last time you wore it? All of that. And then separate it into donation keep or discard piles and now i do understand a little bit of that because even these people that were putting all their clothes in the pile in this video first of all they had to go in two turns because all of the woman's clothes filled up the entire bed of course and so of course she was just like we can't even fit my husband's yet it took her forever to get through everything and it was funny because her husband kind of made fun of her a little bit for it like oh so much sentimental attachment to some of these (laughs) outfits and then it was his turn and his pile I think surprised him because it was almost as large as his wife's and it was uh, just as hard for him to get rid of certain things. And it was the most random things he'd, he'd actually want to get rid of a shirt that she bought him for something that maybe she had more sentimental attachment to Mm -hmm. for him. And then want to keep something that she was just like, seriously, you're going to keep that hideous, horrible (laughs) shirt that you never wear. And he'd have a reason to keep it. Like, so it, it was, it was a very interesting lesson. I think for the two, like in a couple uh-huh. to understand what they each had sentimental att- like attachment to. They did bring up a good point in this though, where um, since obviously this was a YouTube blogger or whatever, she posted the video and one of the followers said, um, because she was attached to like a letterman jacket from when she was in school. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I haven't worn this in years, but it brings me so much joy when I see it because it reminds me all the time right. of like these memories I have. And she goes, and I have the memories, but I can't get rid of the jacket. And so one of them said, take a picture of you in the jacket, keep the picture, you know, mm-hmm. and start a pile of like, cause if that's going to bring you just as much joy, seeing you yourself wearing the jacket and having these memories, then maybe keep that. 
That's so interesting. Um, And this kind of is a thing like, so I have a bunch of sorority t-shirts from when we're in the sorority, and they are actually all in a box with the very clear intention of me creating a sorority quilt. That's what Mm -hmm. I did. Right. So if anyone knows of a quilt person. We have a sorority sister who will do it. Oh, okay, grand. I said, and I know someone who who has a friend who does it with band shirts, but she can do it with sorority shirts too. But so, but the process, so, okay. So once you find, let's say it's a shirt. Yeah. Does the shirt bring you joy? Mm -hmm. Okay. So if it does bring you joy, like why do you want to keep it? Okay. So let's say you don't want to keep it anymore. Mm -hmm. She says you have to thank the shirt for everything that it's brought you. This is Marie Kondo. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then put it in the discard pile. So, I think, I, I thought that was super weird yeah. at first, but I think that kind of came down to, for some of the people who had the sentimental okay. attachment to it, because I saw in the video this girl literally, like, holding shirts up to her face, almost like she was crying into the shirts, and then she'd thank it, have her moment, and then toss it in the discard pile, and... So I think that's for people who have like an attachment to it. It's like, I remember this shirt and this outfit that's not special at all, but it was back when I was this size that I was like, I have attachment to it because I remember it reminds me of my college days or, mm-hmm. you know, those kind of things. So it's not necessarily like you're ever going to wear it again. You're never going to fit yeah. into it again, but you still have some sort of slight attachment. Mm-hmm. Like there's the maybe what ifs, you know, those are, I think the ones that she's like, thank it for its time, pass it along to someone else. There's only one outfit that I would need to thank. What's that? What's that? That is my hot pink trial suit. You have a hot pink trial I suit? Do. Is this like an of Elle Woods? Of course you do. It is very <laughs> Elle Woods, but no, it was my trial suit. Like if I had a really important hearing or trial, that's the outfit I would wear. Hot pink blazer, hot pink like little uh, skirt. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I will never fit into it again, but it is really hard to let go. Well, and and that's where you're allowed to keep certain things, Mm -hmm. but they do like, uh, it was funny because after like the one girl went through purging, after she got through the other five steps, she went back to some of her clothes. And I think after the shock of getting rid of so many things wore off, she got rid of a few more things. Interesting. It was kind of interesting to see someone else go through that and also see her and her spouse cry over things that you wouldn't expect them yeah. to cry over. All right. This is fascinating. Maybe I'm going to have to stay tuned, but I'm really not sure about getting rid of any books. Mm-hmm. I, I'm with you on that because at first I, I was like, you know, I probably would get rid of a lot of books. I'm with Lindsay. I listen to more books than I read nowadays, but I still have attachment to the ones that I own. I do too. You know, I don't want to get rid of the ones I have, but I don't have time to read any new ones. So I listen to them, but that doesn't mean that I'd want to get rid of the old yeah, ones. Yeah, I want to keep mine. And I have strategic, strategically placed them in my house as decorative mm-hmm. and like i'll like stack a couple put a picture on it yeah so now they're, they're they, they serve a different purpose they serve multiple purposes right and it's like it's not like i've never gotten rid of books i get rid of clothes and books every time i move yeah, yeah. um but like the ones i have now i'm you know yeah well i mean that's how i am with um cds and albums i've got mm-hmm. so many cds and albums they that's still my make those yes they do <laughs> and that i have that equivalent of your books and i probably can like surpass you by like tenfold with how many like musical things that like marshall and i own i don't want to get rid of those things 
I can't name well I mean I have a CD that plays in my car currently but like and I switch that out every once in a while but not nearly enough to go through all of them in one year right I could tell that as a goal but that'd be like I I honestly think I have enough that if I changed my CD every single day I still wouldn't make it through the entire collection wow so like Jay and I just purged our entire DVD collection. We gave it away. <gasps> wow. Oh, we don't wow. even have a DVD player. So oh, like, my, we, oh my we God. We gave every one of them away. Yeah. I mean, I totally get it. Like, we have so many DVDs that, honestly, I don't want to get rid of because I still love those things. Like, I, I love the movies that we have. Yeah. And they bring memories. But I can't think of the last time we we watched a, a DVD. I kept, like, um, I have the Sex and the City set. And then I have the Sex in the City wedding set. I kept that. And pretty much we got rid of everything else. Wow. Yeah. Trina brought over a um, a Redbox movie to, to watch the other night. And I'm like, we don't have a DVD player. <laughs> oh, wait. That's the last time I watched a DVD then. Or a Blu-ray. <laughs> <laughs> so I do every once in a while because of that if I'll rent something. But yeah, I mean... I keep uh, certain classics. Um, mm-hmm. Like I have like all of the... Um, what is it? I can't even remember. I have all the Harry Potter movies. Mm-hmm. I still think I have all the Lord of the Rings ones. Um, we did keep Crybaby, which if you're not familiar, won an Academy Award for best movie ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I, I actually even have tapes still. Like, I actually have a box of VHS tapes. Okay. Do I own a VCR? And does anyone else in the world know what a VCR is anymore? I don't know. Unless there's, but, those are home movies. I might as well get rid of them. You've got a problem. Yeah, I do have a problem because I definitely have a box of those. Well, granted, I forgot about them for a long time and I put them apparently in my in-laws attic and then they were recently purging their attic of junk and there were like three boxes that were like Trina's stuff. It might as well have said Trina's, you know, (laughs) and trash it all. I obviously don't need it. I haven't seen it in years. Get rid of it. But I made the mistake of looking. So now like at least one of the boxes I wanted to keep um, because it had honestly had good stuff in it. I think it literally had my high school diploma in it. Okay. Well, you might (laughs) want that. There's important things that that. I mean, but I want to keep at some point. I don't know why, but but I did. I also had a box of videos. And honestly, the one, the only video that comes to mind and there are actually two videos that come to mind that I would want to keep, even though I can't watch them. There is a movie called Mikhail's Navy that I loved. And it's a random, random movie, but I loved it. Nope, never heard of and, it. And uh, Tank Girl. Oh, okay. Like, and I don't want to get rid of those. I could probably, if I were really searched, like find them on DVD. But uh, I like, bet. you could just you don't DVDs are becoming obsolete. Just bet you do, can YouTube it. Just, yeah, YouTube it or buy it on Apple. I, I well, maybe I should do that. You I don't should. know. Well, this is so interesting because my parents just closed on their house today. Oh, wow. So awesome. they're going to be moving out of my childhood home in like 90 days or less. And so I'm going to have to go up into their attic. This is going to be hard. And so there's going to be all kinds of things up there. And so maybe I should apply the Marie Kondo method up there because there's going to be all kinds of childhood things that I'm going to be like, well, if I have a kid, is this something I'm going to want? Or is this something that's going to bring them joy or bring me joy to give to them? So maybe I need to apply the Marie Kondo method there. I think it's, um, it's, it's scary to apply that method, but it does happen over time. Like, I think I've slowly been getting rid of things from my childhood. Like, so in my case, my parents moved and we moved out of my, like our house, our family house when I was in high school still. And so 
I had to I had to carry basically everything with me through college and through my 20s. Mm-hmm. I've just been slowly from place to place, been carrying boxes upon boxes of my childhood because I no longer had a family home. Mm-hmm. And because of that, like I stored little bits and pieces of it at my sister's house, mm-hmm. at my house or maybe a little bit at my in-laws house or just along the way. I've also moved. And each time I moved, I purged a little bit more and a little bit more. I still have way too much stuff from my childhood considering I've been carrying it around with me for like 20 years. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's 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 a process. It's also one of those things for me. I don't have a home to go back to. So a lot of people yeah. can preserve their bedroom at their parents' yeah, house. Not me. And it's interesting. I'm I'm noticing more and more people that have parents that, you know, in their later 20s, 30s, uh-huh. they get rid of their house and all of a sudden all of their childhood stuff is just like, "Hey, Either you take it or it's going in the garbage. I I had none. Um, Like my family didn't keep anything. Um, (laughs) But this is an issue I'm dealing with right now. So my daughter's about to be a year old. Um, She's outgrowing stuff. Like what do I keep? What do I not keep? Mm -hmm. So I mean, I have a lot of specialty outfits and bows made for us. So do I keep those for the next baby? Are we going to have a baby? Is it going to be a girl? Like what, what do I, how do I decide? I feel like the truth of that is keep your absolute favorite outfits. Like the ones that you, if you could close your eyes and picture her in your favorite outfits, keep those. There's a thousand. If, <laughs> but the rest of them, like get rid of because when you have that next child, you're going to want to go buy all the things. New, all you're the gonna, new outfits. You're going to have so much, because what brings you more joy? Dressing her or going and getting the clothes and uh-huh. dressing them and picking right. them for exactly. her and her personality? And if I have another little girl, they're going to have to have matching outfits. And they're going to, or you, and you're going to want to have, you're going to want her to have her own unique outfits as well. Yeah. And I, but I also want her to have like those, like the going home outfit, the, you know, exactly. safe by the bell exactly. Like, keep the stuff that you would put in a memory box that she, she might want whenever mm-hmm. she has kids. But otherwise, the important, the very, very important things, like mm-hmm. the first birthday, the first holiday, the first um, day they came home from the hospital, those kind of things. But otherwise, I'd get rid of that stuff. My uh, mother-in-law brought out a box one time of things that were, like, she was so good about, like, mother of the year, like, saved everything from both her sons all through grade school all like every year there were like the projects that they made and gave to her like the mother's day cards the all of these things mm-hmm. she had more of an attachment to them than the kids did yeah and so when like she gave some of that stuff to marshall i feel like he part of him was just like what do i do with this mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so that so because my family didn't keep anything so my husband's family kept everything. His mom kept like a lot of the handmade ornaments and like the mm-hmm. little pictures. And she puts like 14 trees up and that's one of them. All the kids stuff. Yeah, see, that's so cute. And then like when Rory was born, because it's her first grandchild, she had all these clothes from when they were little. And of course she had like Chris, all Christian Dior baby stuff. Yeah. But it was just so sweet that Rory got to wear some of her daddy's clothes. Like, and I don't have that. See, I'm with you. I don't have that. Yeah. So I would want part of that for my future kids, but I don't, uh, I, I wouldn't, I, there's got to be a healthy balance of you don't keep every single little thing because mm-hmm. that's, that's going to turn you into a hoarder. But 
and it'll become their burden right. and you don't want to leave them with that because nope. part of it's like oh my god what do you do with all this stuff that maybe nobody wants but at the right. same time yeah. it'd be great to have memorabilia mm-hmm. i don't have that so i'm totally with you uh, yeah I'm like with you. Uh, so and i've had a couple of people make some stuff my grandmother um is making stuff she used to make stuff a lot more she's you know um in her late 80s about to be 90 so she can't do it that often and then my mother-in-law makes a ton of stuff she's still working on it because she she just moved she's got to get her house settled but so that's stuff i feel like i'm gonna want to keep yeah oh for sure keep some of that stuff for sure i mean if anything like some of that stuff let her even play with it like keep Mm -hmm. some of those outfits that as she gets into toddler age she can dress her baby dolls in those outfits oh my god that's a great idea you know again you don't need everything but there's a lot of your like your favorites you can hold on to them a little bit longer and get more use out of them without like wasting them. Right. Good idea. You just but, you just don't want to have to take out like five storage units. Although noted. note from my other sister Nina, the only one that does have children. Yeah. Like don't go getting rid of all the big stuff. Like the furniture, the yeah. um anything that could be repainted and repurposed or mm-hmm. like the swings and stuff like that. Because even if you wait five years if that stuff's still going to be useful right. and you're never going to get that return value on that. And then you're gonna have to go buy all of that stuff brand so, new. Well, he, here's what's going on with me and this actually perfect timing. So uh, my sister-in-law's pregnant. She's doing May. Oh, oh. Yay. and so she's getting everything from us. Oh, so that kind of works out perfectly. And she's it keeping does. it for our next child if we decide to have so one. you can just play the pass, pass yeah. along game so. i've actually known other people who, who've done that and it, it works out really well so you can't guarantee that obviously nothing will break right, or right. that it won't get ruined but at least you can kind of get some use out of that stuff and whether you choose to have another child or not you still yeah have i it. mean i think it's very helpful and um like our whole like one side of our garage we have a ton of stuff for her that she can use and then you know we'll see yeah. So I think that's getting some great joy out of a whole bunch of yeah. stuff. Joey, Joy Marie Kondo. Joy Marie Kondo. We can hold that shiitake mushroom stuff and um, <laughs> hashtag joy hashtag, hashtag joy. joy although i mean i i feel for you having to go through your childhood home like your how long have your parents lived in that house? Look, y'all. My mom's going to listen to that this podcast. Sorry, mom. (laughs) (laughs) You're about to feel my pain right now. My mom, I talked to my mom on the phone a couple days ago. And when she told me, she's like, we're closing on the house in a couple of days. And I literally slid to the floor and teared up while I was on the phone with her, even though I didn't let her um, know that I was feeling that pain. Um, Yes, my parents had... My parents like bought that house in like eighty five, eighty six. Uh-huh. Um, that's literally been the house I lived in until I moved into apartments with my fiance, uh, like a year and a half ago. So that has been well. I mean, look, okay, look, I lived in Boston for four years, but that was still like my home base. Yeah, right, right. right. I mean, and you lived in Murfreesboro for college and stuff. So right, that, I, mean, I mean, but yeah. that's like been my home. That was like my home base. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's that's my home base. Um. So so, I mean, and they have, they're going to be out of there before May. Mm-hmm. So, like, I was kind of planning on uh, another summer in, on the porch. The That's what porch. I'm going to miss, Mom uh, and Dad. Yeah. Um, and, like, I'm so happy for them. Can I, we just move their porch to my house? Right. Sorry. Can we just have a going away party on the porch? Yes. Yes. yes for sure. <laughs> All of that. <laughs> I'm, I'm so happy for them. They're going to get out of the crazy floodplain. They're going to yeah. get in a better house. Like, I'm so happy for them. 
Um, it's going to be great for them, but like, uh, for sure, there was some like just childhood pain, like in there. Yeah, I, I think this is the growing pains of life. Like, eventually, yeah, everyone yeah. kind of has to face that 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 thought process of, do I ever want to take over my parents' house and their like and all of that, or the other option is. Is it going to be sold? And will someone else will it be someone else's home one day? Right, or and, and will like, it be bulldozed? It, <laughs> it, it's oh, it's going to be bulldozed. Yeah, it's going to be yeah. bulldozed because it's in a floodplain. Like it's getting bought out. It's going to be bulldozed because it's in a like I, I know what's going to happen to it. So that it's like just painful. Um, but like I'm I'm happy for them. It's just a painful thing that like I'm as, as an a as a millennial adult. Yeah, it's painful. It's painful. I totally get that. I feel for you. Like I said, I've I've carted a lot of my childhood stuff around with me for years, and mm-hmm. I slowly purged it. But um, and I still have millions of boxes <laughs> full of that stuff. But it's it's gonna be tough for you. So, oh, but yeah. watch the show. Maybe it'll help you. I, yeah. I, maybe I do. Like I didn't think I. I was like Marie Kondo. Psh, you and your joy books. Like I love all my books. No, don't think of it. As if you're purging the stuff that you currently have. Right. Think of it as you're like, use those methods to purge the stuff that is literally sitting in your parents' storage or in their attic or in your old childhood bedroom. Because if you haven't lived with that stuff in years, do you still really need it? And there's probably connected. like some useful mm-hmm. like. So I, th- I think I do. Thankfully, when I moved in with my fiance, I got. I basically moved everything out of my parents' house except for the stuff in the attic. Mm-hmm. So I think Marie Kondo is going to help me out with the attic stuff. Yeah. Okay. I like it. Let's I do like it. it. Let's, Let's do Marie it. Let's Kondo. do it, Marie Kondo. I'm going to drink some Beyond champagne show. and Marie Kondo it. As I said, you need to go probably through like two two bottles. I Although I feel like you'll end up so. keeping a lot more stuff that way. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe we'll not. help you or- so we can just sit there and be like, no. <gasps> yeah. Oh, yes. oh, oh. Yeah. Sex oh. in the City fashion show. Yeah. You know, you know what it's going to be? It's going to be <laughs> champagne and American Girl stuff. Yes. Yeah, that's <laughs> so what it's if be. I drink two bottles of champagne and went through my closet, it would be bare. I'd be like, screw this, screw this, screw this, any new stuff. So maybe no. that's what it should be. It's going to be, let's drink some champagne and Marie Kondo. My, my husband's shaking his head There now. you go. Yeah. Okay. That's what, <laughs> champagne, champagne way drink champagne and Marie Kondo's Jess's parents attic. Yeah, done. Mm-hmm. done. I'm gonna get like a little Simon Cowell like stick head figure <gasps> that just says that's a no for Trina me. Trina and I'll sit on the back <laughs> porch. That's what we're gonna <laughs> do. Bring everything from the attic into the porch. You pile it onto the porch instead of your bed, and we're, then we will just oh, yes, know it. <laughs> the, the champagne wait. Forget Marie Kondo. The champagne way attic it. Yeah. It. yeah. Our new Netflix show is coming out pretty soon. Yeah. That's we we need a new do. Netflix show. Come That's on, guys. <laughs> Champagne made this biatch. Yeah. That's what we're going to do. That's okay. right. Done. Yep. Okay. So, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Rory's about to be a year old. <gasps> oh, snap. You should have oh, received her invitation in the mail. I sure did. I actually, I didn't see it. Marshall did. And he put it on the fridge. I put and, it on the no, fridge. No, no. This oh. is like a big moment because he put it on the front of the fridge <gasps> where he swore we would never put any magnets and like put oh, anything yeah. at all in the front of the fridge. And I, now granted, I had already put all of our calendar magnets on the front <laughs> of the fridge, but he slipped it underneath one of those and left it on the front. And it is I'm his like, granddaughter. Like oh, he actually left it there. Oh yeah, because you guys got a new fridge recently, yeah, right? And he was obsessed with not messing it up. And it is granddaughter. 
Oh yeah, this is granddaughter. BT Dub. This is my. Makes me sound. This is my RSVP. Yeah, this is no, mine too. Uh, well, I'll be there. <laughs> yeah, okay. I mean, you know, his there will be like a champagne. Rory's bar, right? other grandfather, <laughs> right, was murdered, and the other one was in prison. Anyway, so Marshall <laughs> should be there. So Marshall should definitely be there. He's got to represent. Yeah, Will and <laughs> I will I be there. Can I give him a hat? This is Grandpa. Yes, that's gonna happen. Yeah. <laughs> I hope he edits this and like hears that okay. <laughs> because he will wear. So, um, Rory's. One year, uh, so the birthday party outfit came in today. It's adorbs. Can't wait. I yeah. can't wait to see yeah, this. Yeah. It's over the top. Um, and it came with a bow. I've had two bows made. I'm not sure what's going to happen there. <laughs> Duh. So, um, you know, my husband and I have been talking. I mean, not like realistically, but should we have another kid or not? Right? Right. Right. I mean, naturally. I mean, it's smart to think about when you have one already. Like how. Yeah. Like space how close do you want them together how far so i didn't want any kids we've talked about this before on the podcast anyway he talked me into he tricked me anyway i was pregnant and um <laughs> will yeah. will is constantly <laughs> ready to be like are you ready for that kid so yeah. i feel you girl if you want a family like mine you're behind already uh, right, right, right. so <laughs> i mean those cats you know no no i mean me and my sisters <laughs> oh okay we're all like a year and a half apart that means like by at the time that each of us mm-hmm. were like six to eight months old my mom was knocked up again sorry i thought you meant cats <laughs> Oh, oh God, no! Don't Lindsay would die. You know, you know where my yeah. head is. <laughs> we we can be cat ladies together okay, forever. Fine. So, um, so I didn't want any kids. Now I have one. Now I want twelve. He's like, we're done. So I'm like, no, 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 no. So one of my colleagues, of course, a lawyer, but I only come up with this. She's like, you cannot just have one child. You have to have an heir and a spare. Because you do not know if one of them is going to become addicted to drugs or be a deadbeat. That is so true. Right? I mean, right. I know you, nobody wants to think of their child like that. But I, yeah, no, totally get it. Because you really just never know. Because there's so many outside influences. Yeah. And you have to make sure you have at least one child that will take care of you when you're older. Yeah. So Unless you end up having two deadbeat children, because that sometimes happens too. So maybe you should have three children. I mean, like, what's the number? I think three because I'm a third child, and clearly the third child is the best. So you're saying you might have a black <laughs> sheep child. Yeah. yeah. Although I do think that as you have more children, your odds, risk, the odds. your odds go up of having. A deadbeat child. Right. Well, I don't. I don't want to say deadbeat child. It's a horrible thing. But I mean, it, it realistically is I your odds go up child. of having the black you sheep. Just or shouldn't put all of your cards in the one child pile. All your eggs yeah. in one basket. I do think two is like a really good number because then, like, I, granted, again, I love the idea of three children because I'm a third child. But I also know that a lot of people always say then you create the middle child syndrome with your middle child. I think a lot of that has to do with like age difference, though. Yeah, that's true. So timing is everything. And then how you treat those children is everything. Yeah. Uh, so I'm about to be 36. So we got to figure this out. So my husband says, nope, we're done. So um, my next baby is going to be born in October. That's a, that's the house. Are you trying to tell us this something? Because you no, definitely no, were drinking no, no. some champagne. Whoa. <laughs> now, if we can see right now, she would be due. He, I say she because I'm not having a voice. Okay. She <laughs> would be due uh, like November 7th. And um, I go early, so it would be October. However, um, I'm going to wait another year. Yeah. Okay. And my husband says we're not. So I'm just going to secretly take my birth control out and not tell him. Yeah. 
Although he should He's be warned room, because the longer so. you wait, the likelier that you'll have twins or triplets. I have already told him this is going to happen. So it's not going to be like, oh, you tricked your husband into having more babies. No, like I'm just telling you at one point, I'm going to take it out. You may or may not know. Take your chances. Wait, <laughs> is the longer you go, the more likely you're to have the more? Older you the are. older you are. The older you are, the more likely you are to have multiple children. Also, if Why? you've already had a child, Why? you're more likely to have more children. Know. Why or is multiple. that a thing? Science. It is science. Uh, they say it's a, it has to do with your eggs and like uh, dispersing more all at once. It's like your body's like last ditch effort. But I feel like that's slightly off putting because they also say after 35, you're like a geriatric pregnant <gasps> oh, person. Yes, I had to go every two weeks. Yeah, which I feel like nowadays, I mean, I, granted, I know it still comes down to your body and whatnot, but there's also people who have children into their 40s that I have no issue. I was considered a geriatric pregnancy. So, like it's I said, okay, I will be too. My sister-in-law is pregnant and she goes to my same doctor because my doctor's awesome. And like, she's like, oh, I'm about to have to start going every two weeks. So I'm like, I went every two weeks through the entire pregnancy. I had 84 ultrasounds and she's like, I've only like... I've only had three, and I'm like, wait, yeah. um, wait, why? So, at what age do you have to have? Thirty-five. If you're going to concern, uh, if you're going to conceive at thirty-five or after thirty-five, you are considered. I conceived one month before thirty-four, and so she treated me like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it, it's very, very interesting. Like, there's this thing, especially when you get older, and like. I guess your membrane or whatever the baby's held in could just like fall out. So she's like, we just want to make sure the baby's not falling out. I'm like, that's a a thing. There's a lot that they don't tell you about when you're younger. Because like, honestly, had I known some of this stuff, I probably would have been like, hmm, maybe I should consider this a little bit sooner. You know, (laughs) I also there's so much to learn. (laughs) Completely scared. I told my doctor to tell me nothing. I don't want to know anything about pregnancy or birth. So. I didn't get a whole lot of info when things happened to me because I had prefaced that with oh my like, don't God. tell me I, I watched my sister have a baby. I I feel like I know everything. Well, with the, baby, with, the, with the birth thing, but like the pregnancy thing, like yeah, pregnancy. Uh, actually, you taught me some very interesting things. Yeah, if girl. everyone remembers our episode titled Three Nips," that was the whole thing. <laughs> look, look and listen. I mean, the last time I went to the gynecologist in August, I was like, hello, I'm getting older. I'm engaged. Um, I'm not ready to get pregnant right at this moment. But what should I know for the future? And he was like, you're fine. But uh, just like go ahead and start taking some folic acid because you're on birth control, mm-hmm. which which like I didn't realize that you should go ahead bec- if you've been on birth control for a long term. But it depends on what birth control. Right. Yeah. But there's he, so much to consider with all of the that. Pills, they're like, oh, yeah, it takes a while. But like I had the Mirena in I and not. she says you better be ready because in a week you could be pregnant. What? It's crazy. It just it really depends on what you're on. It depends on what yeah. like your body wants to do because your body will uh, like lead its own path. They told you if you were on Mirena to be ready in like a week. No, she said like it. If I take this out, there's no buffer. Like you need to be ready. Like be sure you're ready for me to take this puppy out. Oh, hello, everyone listening, uh, men, women, if. Just this is a birth control l- lesson. 
I feel be, like all should know. Everybody men. should know. Like, I don't think they all know what the women have they to go through. They probably don't know. Of course they don't know. They're <laughs> so, just like, she's on birth control, whatever. No, know what your lady is on and mm-hmm. be ready. Because it could it could take a long time. It definitely could. You, it could you happen really to just you. don't know. You don't know. Well, and that's what I've heard. I've heard some people, it took forever. But then I have plenty of friends who they're like, it happened in a month. And I'm like, what? Oh, so, I know people who freaked out after they they didn't get pregnant in like three months and then all of a sudden they were like knocked up and it's like some people no. take years um yeah y- you just never know you don't so i took my birth control out in a in december and i think we conceived in like july so it did yeah it took it took longer than but that's just your body mm-hmm. and like when are you having sexy time is it during your you know oh yeah there's a whole I mean, mathematical equation to that it really is actually there's a lot that goes into it scientifically <gasps> a lot of people just honestly i think get to not make a pun out of it they get lucky yeah and then <laughs> how, she's so lucky. how you do the dirty <laughs> she can help help with the gender yeah so All like sorts of things. Doggy style is Whoa. more likely a boy. <laughs> what? And missionary <laughs> style is more likely a girl. What? Where did you hear Where did you hear this information? I've no, heard rumors no. of that. No, no, it is a thing. Where did you hear thing? this information? You're, just, you're you're leading to. I feel like these are man-made stats so that you can actually like they can get their way to get like what they want. More well, often. <laughs> I will do missionary every time because we're only having girls. Only Where, girls. Did you really hear this information yes! somewhere? Yeah, it's the way like your body's positioned like the little girl sperm or the little boy sperm has what? a better chance of reaching your egg depending on your position i feel like we're what? way far away from our marie condo talk now <laughs> <laughs> like girl we've moved on we've, we've yeah. moved on from yeah. that into a whole new world <laughs> if you want to organize your closet go back to the first part if you want to have a little girl be right here right now missionary. in missionary style <laughs> be in the missionary style right now wow. it actually helps um if you want a baby to listen to our podcast during your sexy time <laughs> that helps that'll definitely help you probably not conceive <laughs> or or conceive you're probably gonna have triplets or you're gonna have triplets i've always said that uh, i was probably gonna end up with triplets because in my family there's always been like my mom is the youngest of three girls mm-hmm. and she had three girls. My uh, my mom's mom is the youngest of three girls and she had three mm-hmm. girls. Now she had two girls, a boy and then a girl, but overall she ended up with three girls. Mm-hmm. And I am the youngest of three girls, so I feel like somehow I'm destined to have three girls. Pretty much your mom and grandmother just like the boring missionary style. Oh, maybe. <laughs> but I feel like it, it, we're getting to that point where uh I'm at the age where if I'm only going to go through pregnancy once, I'm probably going to end up with three girls, all triplets. <laughs> I feel like it's just I'm glutton for punishment. And it's probably going to happen because I've joked about it so much that God's just going to be like, boom, now deal with it. Here's three babies crying all at the same time. <laughs> Good luck to you. Yeah. Well, or I'm going to adopting like three children all at the same time. <laughs> so... <laughs> So, um, anyways, if you're having issues with that, good luck. Watch, listen to our episode. Don't watch us. No, that one might not help your sexy time. But you can listen I don't to know us. about that. Yeah, well, you can watch us on YouTube. I mean, it's not us. It's just like the the graph. Anyway, just we don't want to know what you do when you watch us on YouTube. <laughs> 
do what you gotta do. I mean, no I mean, judgment here. I mean, if you gotta put on the YouTube thing, light some candles, like <laughs> maybe watch something else. You, you do what you gotta do. All right. You came here for organization. You came here for baby talk. And now you're here for movie talk. <laughs> now you're here for movie talk. That's all right. It is Oscars time. <laughs> Jess is our Oscars es- expert. Yeah. I mean, kind of. Because I could care less. All right. <laughs> now, didn't you go last year to see all the movies? I did. And so we're not getting to do that this year because it's just not working out for us. Are they doing it at the theater again? They are doing it at the theater. Um, But it's a little bit different um, because um, they are actually not showing in theaters one of the movies that's nominated for Best Picture. And that is Roma, which is uh, on Netflix. Never heard of it. So AMC Theaters is not showing Roma because it's on Netflix. They like didn't want to show that movie because they're like, we're not showing this Netflix movie. So that's kind of a weird Mm. thing going on. Uh, So there's a whole bunch of like drama that's going on. So it's the 91st Oscars that is happening. Um, That is showing on uh, February 24th, that Sunday evening. So, uh, your Oscar party better be semi-planned. Um, the Oscars this year is, are really strange. First of all, there's not going to be a host. And that is happening for only the second time in Oscar history. No host at all. No Isn't that host. because every time they picked a host, they go like into their background and they're like, oh, this person like said something uh, yeah yeah sexually disturbing or well so actor and comedian kevin hart won and lost the job in just 26 hours which is super sad he's so he seems so nice uh, yeah so right so kevin hart like really funny like has done lots of funny stuff but he made some ho- he like did some homophobic tweets in the past he's a comedian and they came up um, you know, tweets last forever and kind of like, you know, they came kind of to the forefront when yeah. he got this job and um, people were like, yo, you made these tweets and he refused to apologize for them. And people were like, okay, done. And the Academy was like, all right, bye. Well, and actually, I don't think that he necessarily didn't apologize for them. He apologized multiple times, but he literally got to the point where he said, I'm not apologizing anymore because it's not enough. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like what it was. And actually, Ellen DeGeneres, he like did kind of apologize for him. And like Ellen DeGeneres, but the Academy was still kind of like, no. And like Ellen DeGeneres actually was kind of like, please like let him come back. Like Mm -hmm. Ellen DeGeneres was like that. Like, please let him host again. And so they kind of like invited him back, but he was kind of like, no, I'm done. Well, I watched him talk on her show about that. And I've really, I I totally see what he was saying. Like he's in a lose, lose situation. Mm Yeah. There is no winner. Once there's a a section of the the public that starts to attack you, there's no winner. Right. Yeah. Right. And even with Ellen on his side, like, and he, he apologized multiple times and he got to a point where he was just like, I can't apologize anymore. And I refuse to anymore. And I totally understand why, because it will never be enough and for I, some people. And I kind of feel like once you get Ellen DeGeneres on your side, like, yeah, like, uh, you, know, you know what I mean? Like, you have Ellen on your side and she even got some, like, 
flack for she that. She did. She did. And the, but like he was just kind of like, I'm done with this. So the Academy tried to kind of like turn to some other people and everybody was pretty much like, nope. Dude, I'd be so afraid. Like I, yeah, I would probably think that I've never said anything wrong. But honestly, I think it, for everyone, there's that little thing in the back of your mind of like, have I screwed up? Did I say something wrong? What will come back to bite me? Like, I remember my dad saying when I was younger, he's like, if you're ever going to run for president, think about what you're going to do. Because what will what, what will come out of the woodwork to like, you know, attack you? And it's not necessarily even just you, the people that surround you. Yeah. What's, what's going to come back to like like look bad upon you granted now our political system i don't think that's the same case because mm. obviously dear oscar system <laughs> yeah you need host preferably yeah. three the champagne way is available we yeah. would totally do our past are crystal clear or clear we have yeah. never done anything inappropriate or wrong or controversial now we're, we're clear vote for us we're good so but so they haven't <laughs> as of this recording on february 15th there's no oscar host none that's so um, crazy yeah so there's there i mean this is then again do they really need one right so they're they're saying maybe this will be a shorter broadcast uh-huh. um the last time there was no oscar host was 1989 and they opened with a musical number Mm-hmm. Okay, I like um, that. So, and there were just kind of some actors and actresses would just go up and introduce their awards like they usually do anyway. Yeah. I was going to say, there's always different people who are introducing the awards. So, like, so you just don't have that one main person that they keep coming back to. Like, I think it's okay. You don't, yeah, you don't need all fine. those little breaks. So we'll just see what happens. So, you know, if you're kind of like ambivalent about the Oscars, maybe stay tuned for that. Um, And then... So here's some controversy that was surrounding the Oscars that literally has just been rectified in the last hour since we were recording. They had announced that four categories would win their awards during the commercial breaks. So cinematography, film editing, live action shorts, and makeup and hair styling. Uh Um, They wanted to shorten the show, which last year ran almost four hours. It was a long show. It's a long show. Now, two of those understand. Um, The latter two... Okay, but then you have to think makeup and hairstyling, like so, like Vice. No, it's 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 a gr- a great category, but they put all kinds of crap on there. I'm like, I don't even know what this is. Well, honestly, they do it on all award shows, though. Yeah. Like uh, the Grammys, they only actually air like what is it, thirty percent of the actual awards, maybe. And the rest of them are all done in other private ceremonies that people. If you're uh, if you're not and in the industry, you don't know that they had an entire other like show pre Grammys that where they gave out a well, bunch of the awards. And, like, and the Academy kind of already does this anyway, but they they also they kind of do like their sciences kind of thing before this. Yeah. But as Alfonso Curran, um, I'm not sure if I pronounced that totally correct, who his film um, Roma, which is nominated for like best picture, best director, best cinematography, best, I think, original screenplay, best actress. Yeah. Um, which he also like best directed 
he wrote, he did everything for it. Um, he said, in the history of cinema, masterpieces have existed without sound, without color, without a story, without actors, and without music. No one single film has ever existed without cinematography mm. and without editing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he was like, you know, you might take, as Lindsay said, you might take out, you know, the live action shorts and makeup and hairstyling, but to not award at least the cinematography and film editing on air, that's really wrong. I get that. I get that. And again, going back to like, uh, because I watch more of the music award shows, Mm -hmm. but like doing the best overall album of the year, the best new artist, no matter what genre, Mm -hmm. most of the ones that they do in those subcategories off screen like mm-hmm. off of the award show are based on genre specific so best country album of the right. year best country duo of the year best urban duo of the year you know best rock when's the last time they've done anything rock on the grammys right that doesn't mean those people aren't winning awards they're just not winning them to the public which yeah i get that that takes away a little bit of the joy for the person getting it but doesn't really like you're still winning an award right. for doing a good the, job yeah the last time right. i've won a grammy it was not aired oh it wasn't <laughs> i mean right it wasn't well so that they were going to take those four categories out um and and not you know they weren't going to win them on air they were going to um show their speeches later on in the broadcast yeah so i don't even know how that was going to cut down on the time it was just going to basically take away their walk to the stage i guess um anyway so lots of people came out against that like alfonso curon came out against that martin scorsese quentin tarantino um christopher nolan i get it a little bit because it probably also means that they lose seats at the actual award show if there's mm-hmm. limited seating award shows like the ticket to get into them mm-hmm. and the guest list to get into those things is very very strict depending on the venue then you only have so much seating especially exclusive seating mm-hmm. so if your category gets cut and that's the only thing you're a part of you're also missing out on the opportunity to probably actually get to attend the award show regardless oh no no they were they were going to attend the award show they were just not going to show their thing during the airing they were going to sh- do it during the commercials. They were going to award it during the commercials. Oh, I mean, I guess that's different too. They were literally just going to award it during the commercials and not during the actual like airing of the broadcast. That is kind of crappy. So like it doesn't make any sense. Anyway, so they had lots of pushback from people. And so like just in the last hour, they're like, Never mind. The the academy is like, oh, we heard all this pushback from people. We're going to add it back into the actual broadcast that the public is going to see. Well, you know, it probably draws attention back to those categories now, though, so people will actually pay attention to the entire four-hour right. show. Yeah. Right. So uh, the Oscars are just all over the place this year. I feel like. Yeah. Hopefully, it's a growing year for them, and they'll figure their stuff out by next year. <laughs> I, I guess. And maybe like be nice and invite Kevin Hart back. <laughs> I maybe so just in case you're just interested in the Oscars I'll just run down really quickly the best nominated pictures yes please um they are Black Panther (laughs) yeah yes um they are Black Klansman haven't seen it haven't seen that (laughs) I don't even know about that one (laughs) um Bohemian Rhapsody yes watched that recently and it was amazing um The Favorite which was really funny okay I haven't seen that one yet um Green Book nope I haven't seen that one, but the previews looked amazing, and I kind of want to see it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Roma. Haven't seen it. A Star is Born. Haven't seen that one yet no. either. And Vice. Okay. 
Um, and then there is an article um, that we can post, and it lets you know um, just where um, everything is available that you can see. Um, and we'll actually post it before this episode um, drops so that you can see things um, before Oscar weekend. It just says where things are streaming uh, and where things are available so they can see things before Oscar weekend. So um, I think the only one I've seen mm-hmm. out of these movies is Black Panther. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a top runner since I've seen it. And then um, the other one is probably A Star is Born because it has Lady Gaga in it. And she is like my spirit animal. Oh, is she? I haven't seen that one yet, but I did see Black Panther and that was amazing. Mm -hmm. And I did see Bohemian Rhapsody only a couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And it was so good. So Rami Malek is actually the front runner to win um, Best Actor right now. What's he in? So good. Um, he is in Bohemian Rhapsody. Okay. He plays Freddie Mercury. It, he oh. did such a good job. I feel like in that character, like I, I, I was impressed. I, w- I definitely was impressed. I mean, I know they changed the storyline a little bit to to make it more I- intriguing, mm-hmm. obviously, to an audience. But um, you know, I still feel like it was a really good, interesting storyline and a really good movie made about that band. So yeah. yeah. Well, exciting uh, so yeah oscars are coming up and we're gonna also share um we'll share some last minute um when this episode drops some last minute fun oscar tips and stuff like that for you um to host the uh, ultimate oscar party yeah so what are you making for the ultimate oscar party jess um i found a champagne chantilly cream that you can serve by itself. You can serve it in a pastry. You can Ooh. serve it on top of a cookie. You can serve it with like ice cream. You can serve it however. And so that is my Oscar dessert. You can serve it with chocolate. It's just like you can serve it however you want. It's like the best. You can serve it with berries. It's like the ultimate like Oscar like champagne scoop it on top of anything you want. So are you oh. gonna bring that to my Oscar party? Uh for sure. Okay. That and obviously delicious. lots of champagne. Yeah. You know the Oscars is the second most thing watched every year? Really? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> What's the first? I assume it's The Bachelor. Uh, of course you do. I mean, uh, I mean, I'd, pro- I'd probably say the Super Bowl. <laughs> but I'll Bowl. let you believe it's the Bachelor. But I guess it's Bowl. the Bachelor. Maybe the um, finale. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, well, cool. Yeah, well, that's an interesting little factoid. Mm-hmm. All right. So, what are we drinking about to this week? Oh my god. Okay. So I am drinking to my husband. Oh. So I may have. Um, like said how sometimes he may not be the best gift giver in the past but this year oh my god he got me an aurora which is our daughter inspired ring and it is this gorgeous pink stone surrounded by diamonds and it I mean, you guys, it just sparkles and it glistens and it's so gorgeous. It's so beautiful. That um, Orlando Bloom stole our design and proposed to Katy Perry. No. Yeah. No way. <laughs> I mean, he gave this to me um, on the 13th late and he pro- and Orlando Bloom proposed on the 15th. That be coincidence? I, I mean, think not. So, yeah, so in case you don't know, so Aurora, our daughter, is obviously Sleeping Beauty, so it's a gorgeous pink ring. Yeah. And, um, you can look at 
at it on my personal Instagram or Facebook. It is beautiful. Mm-hmm. He did a fantastic job on that. I know. That's so good. gift of redemption all the way. 100%. Yeah. All right. What are y'all drinking about? Um, I'm drinking about the fact that my car broke down yesterday. <gasps> no. Why? Yeah, I had like the worst luck. Uh, Well, I mean, I won't say. So I had the best luck on Valentine's Day and the worst luck on Valentine's Day. uh The best luck being all of the things like it was a wonderful day. Um, My husband showed up at my work. We went out to lunch. He brought me some candies and he brought me some tulips and it was amazing. And he brought me a card that had multiple cards in it. It, I I needed to like share it on our Instagram because it was so good because literally like the front of it was just like, you're so wonderful. Like I couldn't uh, find a card good for you. So I didn't get you any or like, so I didn't. And then you open it up because clearly it's a card. Yeah. And it, it actually had like, six mini pop-up cards inside the card it was the greatest thing ever like my favorite card of all time um and then he got me like a gift certificate to get a massage and he got me a gift certificate to go buy these aromatherapy things that i love from like bed bath and beyond and he even like looked it up and saw that they had come out with a whole new line so he was like here you go you love this so he did great he did fantastic um and then he got me tickets to go see the preds yes so he got this from work and then they immediately lost them. So, like, I'm not kidding you. Like, they lost the tickets. As we're, like, he knows I'm getting ready to go. I've got a friend lined up. We're going to the, to the game. And they lost them. And then he's, like, messaging me, like, oh, well, hey, so-and-so forgot to bring them down to the arena. So someone else is going to bring them down. Oh, that person forgot. So someone else is supposed to bring them down. Oh, no. Hey, they can't find them anymore. And then all of a sudden it was just like, hey, so we got it arranged. You're getting tickets. They're going to bring them down there. We'll leave them for you or I'll run them out to you. And I was like, okay. He's like, I think they're a slight upgrade actually. And I was like, oh, okay, well, cool. They ended up being next to the station owner in section 501, which is the section where you get free food and free alcohol the entire time through the game. So we be, like this whole mishap like ended up being like the greatest thing ever because we nice. had amazing seats. They and, and as soon as we walked up there, they were serving champagne at the bar with like raspberries, fresh yes. raspberries Heck in it, yeah. and handing it out to every woman who walked into that section. They had like an appetizer station. They had a whole hot bar. It was amazing. Awesome. It was awesome. I'm so glad Marshall didn't just buy our tickets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it makes up for that, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then then there's the bad part where I was dropping my friend back off at home and I'm on my way home and like, oh, look, my battery light just popped up. But my car's still driving. Like, it's not no. a problem. Like, Uh-oh. Oh, God, why is my battery light on? And then I, got, I drive a couple more miles and like my ABS light pops on. Then the little one that I don't know what it means, but it's definitely a car with squiggly lines that pops up when the rain <laughs> falls down a lot. And I was like, oh, God, I think my like, like your squiggly uh, light, all, all of those. I think that has something to do, also to do with my brakes. And all of that is not working, apparently. Mm-mm. And so I'm like, oh, God, no. Then I'm driving a little bit further. And I was listening to audiobook at the time. And that cuts out. And I look at my stereo and that ha- no longer has lights in it. Oh. Then the whole stereo light comes off altogether. Uh-uh. Then I notice that everything on the road's a little darker and my headlights have turned off. <gasps> I'm still driving, guys. No. And everything inside the car is slowly shutting down. How close to home are you? I 
like at the time that this happened, I was getting off on the Harding exit of 65. No. I still had at least about six miles to get Ooh. home. Multiple streets where I'm clearly going to get pulled over because I'm that a-hole who has no headlights on and I flash at those people, okay? So I'm being flashed the whole way home. People are flashing their lights at me like, hey, dummy who's drunk on Valentine's Day, turn your headlights on. And I'm like in the car screaming like, I'm trying. I can't. <laughs> I couldn't even turn on my blinker because I hit my blinker at one point in time and all of a sudden my dash lights like where the speedometer and everything started flickering but you can still drive i'm still driving at this point it's starting to get weirder and not work and i can yeah. feel like pressure differences but yeah no i made uh, it all the way home somehow but i got into the driveway and it immediately went so i'm super lucky and also i have the worst luck because now I have no car right now. So what's wrong with I it? I think it's the alternator. Or well, Marshall thinks it's the alternator and I'm repeating him because I have no idea. Um, <laughs> it wasn't the battery, obviously, because if a battery had gone out, it would have just killed the car. Yeah. Instantly. So I made it home by the grace of my battery. And because the whole car was trying to function off of the battery running. Mm. So, hey, folks, if your alternator goes out, this is what will happen. If you're in driving mode, you're definitely going to see your car slowly shut off. All of the <laughs> electronics in the car, as you're still driving, will slowly shut down. So the entire drive, my heart's racing. And I'm like sitting there thinking, I'm going to break down. I'm going to break down. And so all I'm thinking is like, what's the best route to go? So that if I break down, am I going to be that a-hole stuck in the lane blocking everybody? Am I going to hit by another car? like all of that was running through my head and all I kept thinking was like can I make it home but yeah. I made it home hopefully he can fix it this weekend yeah and all that but that was my Valentine's Day yay and Valentine's Day bleh. oh no <laughs> yes well hopefully you can Jess what are you drinking about um I'm drinking about student loans uh, which I have ditto a lot from grad school uh-huh and none from undergrad but a lot from grad school um and my lovely fiance um jokingly i believe sent me an article from google that was just like he was like haha look what google like recommended to me and it was just like should i marry someone who like has a lot of student loans or like something like that. This is at work randomly the this other is day. Mean Google. Mean, this mean, is mean Google. Google. God, Google. And I was, I'm like, I've been very, very busy at work lately. It feels like it's marketing agency party of two. Late, oh, wow. Lately, like that's, I mean, like I'm the copywriter, but I felt like I've been also like the account executive. Like I've been dealing directly with clients lately. So I've just, I've been very, very busy. And I was like, ha ha. And I was like, what did the article say? Like, and he sent it to me and I read it and I was like, oh, like it's a very sensible article. Like, oh, you should like talk to them about their student loans and blah, blah, blah. And it made me basically pull up my student loans at work. And I pulled them- cry a little. Oh, I cried at work. <laughs> student loans always made me cry. Oh, when I looked at them, I cried at work. And when I looked at them- and then I went home and I mean, I, so I basically shared on Facebook, like my set, like a sad, like mm -hmm. basically update. And he's like, Oh, did you have a rough up? Did you have like a rough afternoon at work? Like when I, as soon as I walked in at home and I was like, uh, well, basically it started when you shared that article about student loans. And then I looked at my student loans and he was like, Oh, and then I basically burst into tears and was 
like, maybe you shouldn't marry me. Oh, no. Um, oh, those are the worst moments. It's like, I know. Ugh. Right. Because, like, I, I do have, a, you know, hefty amount of student loans from grad school. Um, and that pretty much accrue interest daily. Um, and so I, I kind of cried and he was like, no, no, we'll figure it out together. But I was still just kind of like upset and basically just looking at your student loans in the middle of a very busy work week is not a mentally healthy thing. Yeah. Um, so the good news is he apologized and good. was like, that's not what I meant. He was like, of course, I'm going to marry you and we're going to figure it out together. And then we had a nice Valentine's Day Aww. at the Frist Art Center um, with lots of champagne. Yes. Um, looking at a really cool art exhibit and um, it was fine. And But then he was like, of course, I saw Lindsay's beautiful ring and I showed it to him. And he was like, yeah, all of your like uh, presents for the next 10 years are going to be student loan payments. <laughs> oh, and I was, like, I was like, that's not as romantic. Definitely. Now, not. we have been married for six years. It's, it's been a while. It's not, you know, it it takes a while. You can't get those every holiday. No, well, yeah. I, There's got to be something to grow on I each year. I understand that. Um, and I'm not expecting, like, jewelry or anything but, for, like, yeah, presents. Yeah, just the Tim saying that. But yeah. I was, it, so anyway, student loans are depressing everyone and definitely something to drink about. That's right. So... I know you went to the Frist. Was it a sex stem party? No. Yeah, was it? Oh, okay. But let me tell you, <laughs> I saw an S&M picture on the Frist wall. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh. Of Aristotle. Wow. Cool. That's very interesting. So I just want to let everyone know that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So she has dirty dreams about Aristotle now. That's what yeah. I think she's trying yeah. to tell us. Yeah, she does. <laughs> Well, All right. drink about it's every week. If you have a drink about it, whether good or bad, we want to know. You can submit on our website, www.thechampagneway.com, our Instagram or Facebook. DM us. That's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We want to know what you're drinking about every week. Yep. And submit those champagne shout outs too. Do it. All right. Well, we may or may not talk about on the next episode of The Champagne Way. Did we all survive inebriated Shakespeare? Follow our Instagram story to find out because we are going to be documenting that and you should definitely follow along. Also, will all of our student loan be miraculously wiped obsolete by some wealthy person who falls in love with our show and just wants to give us a really happy, happy drink about it moment? Yeah. Please. Will Lindsay be pregnant by the end of this night? And will she have a baby in October? Who knows? I don't think that's possible right now, is it? Yes. Um, if I went early, as early as I went with Rory. So there you go. We What we may or may not talk about on the next episode. Thank you.